Uh, yes, welcome back to Facts versus Rhetoric. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing how to spot a narrative. There's been a few things recently in the news that has made my blood boil, but they're great examples of what we all need to be able to identify and not get fooled by it, right? So I want to start by playing a clip from the most recent Senate testimony from Dr. Fauci and Dr. Wyshynski from the CDC. It was two weeks ago, so the end of January 22, that they testified in front of Congress. I want to play one quick clip, and then we'll discuss. Dr. Walensky, it's been reported by some virologists and scientists that this year around 170 people have died from taking the regular flu vaccine. The Vaccine Advisory Adverse Reporting System reported that the number of people dying after or following the COVID vaccine is actually in the thousands. Now, this is what I'm hearing. I'll give you a chance to refute that or confirm it here. You know, is this true? Are we having that many people die after taking one of these vaccines? Senator Tuberville, thank you for that question. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System is a mandatory system of any adverse event that happens after being vaccinated. So if you get hit by a car tragically after getting vaccinated, that gets reported in the Vaccine Adverse Avoiding System, the, the, their system. So the vaccines are incredibly safe. They um, protect us against Omicron. They protect us against uh, Delta. They protect us against COVID. They don't protect us against every other form of mortality out there. Do we keep enough? Numbers of people that died following taking a COVID test from taking this vaccine. Do we have any idea? I'm just asking. I'm sorry. Those who have died after taking died COVID test? Died following taking the vaccine. Is there any number count? Do we keep records on that that died of just uh, from? Absolutely, yes. I, I couldn't give you the, the absolute number off the top of my head, but our staff could absolutely get back in touch with you. We, we collect those data. You know Dr. Fauci. you have any clue on that? About how many died after? 100? I don't know the number, but I think it's really important for people. You can turn microphone, on microphone. microphone. I'm sorry. I don't have a number, but I think part of the confusion is that when you do a reporting, if you get vaccinated and you walk out and get hit by a car, that is considered yeah. a debt. I mean, I that's the thing that gets confusing, that everything yeah. that happens after the vaccination, even if you die of something completely obviously unrelated, it's considered a death. So if I had metastatic cancer, got vaccinated and died two weeks later, that's a death that gets counted. I understand that. Yeah. And every one of those is adjudicated. All right, you get the gist of that. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> these people are very good at lying. <laughs> and how you can spot the narrative is they use the same example. Okay, so let, let's, let's take this piece by piece. There was just a couple really crazy things that were said during that interview. So first, that was Dr. Michelle, Michelle Walensky, and her thing when it comes to how many people have died from the vaccine. Oh, we don't know. I, we have those numbers. We can get them to you. Okay, what, what the fuck are we doing here? You're called in front of the Senate to testify. You're the head of the CDC. Shouldn't you have all your data with you? And shouldn't you know this back and forth, right? You, you say you're monitoring the deaths. So if you're in charge of that, wouldn't you know that total? So that's fraudulent point one. Yeah, we can get that to you. Bullshit, never going to happen. 
But when she says, if someone gets vaccinated and then they get hit by a car, that's counted as a vaccine death. That's not true. And we'll go over the VAR system, but... So this is what they're saying. This is why you need to listen to what they say. And if something doesn't sound right, you need to dig a little further. They're saying that if someone gets vaccinated for COVID-19 and they go outside and they get hit by a car, that somebody, not that person because they're dead, but somebody close to that person is going to make a claim, file a claim in the VAERS report, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Okay. So that's what they're telling you. They're telling you that a vaccinated individual dies and somebody is going to make a claim that it was the vaccine that killed them. Okay, that makes no fucking sense and there's no way that's fucking happening. Okay, and then Fauci says the exact same thing. Uses the same fucking example of someone that gets hit by a car. I mean, people, they're lying. They haven't stopped lying. And they lie in front of Congress and the Senate. They don't give a shit. But when you hear that, you that something in your brain has to say, that's, that's, how is that even true? You cannot just take these people at their word. They both lied about how vaccine injuries are reported into the government database. Okay, the VAERS system was established in 1990. Okay, it's kind of a a national early warning system to try to hopefully detect possible safety problems in U.S. licensed vaccines. Okay, so VAERS is also co-managed by the CDC and the FDA. So obviously they know the system. They co-fucking manage it. So they know how it works and they just lie to you how it works. And she couldn't even tell you how many people have died even though they co-manage the goddamn system. All right. VAERS accepts and analyzes reports of adverse events or possible side effects after a person has received a vaccination. Anyone can report an adverse event to VAERS. Healthcare professionals are, are required to report certain adverse events and vaccine manufacturers are required to report all adverse events that come to their attention. Okay, so people aren't going on to the VAERS site to report that somebody got hit by a car. That has nothing to do with an adverse event from the vaccine. That's a fucking lie. It's a way to distort the total number of people that have died. You know, in the VAERS system, there are over 20,000 deaths and over 9,000 of those are domestic to the U.S., so the senator is asking, hey, the thing says thousands of people have fucking died from vaccine side effects. What's the number? They can't even tell you the number. And then they lie and try to distort whatever the number will be. If it does come to light, they're already laying the groundwork to discredit the actual number by saying that, well, if someone gets hit by a car, they're going to end up in the VAERS report. It's fucking asinine, and especially when you go to the VAERS site and try to fill out a claim. It's a four-page event. That's why a lot of people, that's why a lot of this stuff never gets reported. That's why there's a severe under-reporting of the data, because it's a pain in the ass, right? I mean, your primary care physician has, what, 10, 15 minutes tops for you and every other client in the practice, and he's going to be, he's gonna, he or she's going to have the wherewithal and the time to stop busting out these fucking reports? Not happening.
So that's why it's so underreported because it's a pain in the ass. And furthermore, if someone does die from a vaccine, you're dealing with a loss, you know, a sudden death in the family. No one's going to have their wits about it and be like, holy shit, we should fill out a VAERS report for this. Again, another reason why stuff doesn't get all of it get reported. So, yeah, there's nine over 9,000 deaths in the U.S. It could be way more than that. They have underreporting factors anywhere from fucking 2 to 43 was the last one I heard. But just say it's zero. Still 9,000 people died. Yet the director of the CDC can't give you that number. Even though her agency co-fucking manages the VAERS data system. So I'm sorry. If they pay as much attention to to the deaths and the adverse events as they say they do, they would know that number. I'm in charge of something. I know everything that bad that's happened. I know what a dollar amount it's cost me. I know every fucking detail of everything. That's what you do when you're in charge. That's your fucking job. How do you manage if things are going well or not? So to sit there in front of Congress and say, you don't know how many people have died? Bullshit. And then both of those clowns to try to distort the reporting system. Listen, it's not perfect, but it's what we got. All they're doing is just trying to discredit whatever numbers come out. And it's so fucking transparent. So when you hear shit like that and something in your brain says that doesn't make sense, you need to go with it. All right? You need to understand how the various systems work. You need to understand how it works. And it sucks because, you know, there's so much lies and deception out there. It does put more onus on you to understand this stuff. But sorry, that's part of being an informed citizen. All right? If you just want to be lied to, then great. Someone gets hit by a car, that's a vaccine death. If that's how you want to play it. I don't. I'm interested in hopefully helping people understand what's really going on and how they're trying to just lie and deceit you. Okay, so I heard that when it, when it happened and I was, oh man, I was steaming. The second part that I wanted to talk about today is this... <laughs> Our old pal, old faithful herself, misinformation. I mean, again, <laughs> this fucking word is almost as annoying as fake news because it just gets used so much that everyone's desensitized to it and no one even gives a shit about it. And it's just thrown, that word is just thrown about and it just, it doesn't make any fucking sense. When you hear the word misinformation, you need to start substituting that with a difference of opinion because that's all it is. When people are unwilling to debate somebody they disagree with and they don't have either the data or the chops or whatever, if they do not want to even dignify that with a response, that's what comes out. It's misinformation. We don't even need to go into the specifics of what was said and tell you how it's wrong. We're just going to blanket label it all bad. Don't pay attention to it. Nothing to see here. Just keep on moving. It, it feels so fucking childish to me. And it's so frustrating listening to grown ass men and women hide behind this fucking word of misinformation. 
if you really want to help the people, once you get into the specifics of what was, <clears throat> excuse me, what was wrong, how was it wrong? That's what you would do. That's what I would do. Anybody does that, but not the people in the media. And we're going to play another clip here and we're going to discuss it. It's just, just a great example of just the shit that they're saying and what they actually mean. So let me just share with our viewers some of the actual numbers. The CDC says unvaccinated adults are 68 more times at risk of dying than fully vaccinated and boosted adults. Check these out. Hospitalization rates for the unvaccinated. That number shoots up as high as 90 people for every 100,000. Mm. So those are the numbers. So Rogan, those are the facts. Those are the facts. And, and I just facts. want to point out that when I had a conversation with Nils yesterday, he and I asked him and said, you know, some are saying that you're trying to censor Joe Rogan. He's very clear. He believes in the First Amendment. He believes that Joe Rogan and anybody else has a First Amendment right to say whatever they want. He says he doesn't want his music, his artistry associated with the platform that would allow Mr. Does he say other artists will follow suit? He's talking He's talking to a lot of artists. We don't have any names yet, but we'll see. I mean, th these musicians are not going to win this battle. Uh, right. You have a First Amendment right to say what you want. You don't have a First Amendment right to appear on a platform as large as Spotify. That's the issue. Joe Rogan is correct that the medical world gets stuff wrong, but there's a process by which the medical world corrects itself, and that process is not interviewing guys on the fringe of the medical world on your massive platform. That's called irresponsible. It's not yeah. censorship. Right. Editors are not censors. They're ensuring quality. The other problem, too, is people say, well, just turn it off. You don't have to listen to it. The thing is, a lot of people do listen to it, and they're getting false incorrect information and that's why it seems so dangerous and it yeah. matters huge reach he has a yes. huge reach he, he just says he's having a conversation and it, that's what joe rogan will say yeah, but it's, a, li a, it's a life or death issue that's why it's yes. in a special category well, it's not an opinion so about space or something but well, we have some facts coming up oh jesus christ <laughs> holy shit so that's the uh, the cbs morning show all right, so a couple couple gems there, right? So they're talking about obviously the the Spotify issue. So Neil Young wanted Joe Rogan censored, and he tried to give him the ultimatum of him or me, and they chose Joe. So what they're saying is, you know, he has a First Amendment right to talk about whatever he wants, but not on a platform as large as Spotify. So again. They're characterizing what he says as, as harmful and dangerous information. They throw out the fringe doctor, you know, smear. And you can tell that these people don't actually listen to the podcast because if you did, he listen, Joe listens to people and asks questions. He brings the experts on, lets them talk about their profession in which they're a fucking expert in and then he'll ask questions so it seems pretty innocent to me and what are you worried about when the media does this right it's the biggest case of projection i've ever fucking seen right and projection is a term Basically, it's, it's, when, it's a process of just displacing one's feelings onto a different person, right? So it's like you're unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits about yourself that you don't like, and you attribute them to somebody else. And this happens a lot in the news media because these people are fucking lying to you. And then they have the gall to, to accuse other people of lying to you. 
It is so fucking obvious. It is unbelievable. And again, all they do is speak in generalities. The episode they're talking about was his interview with Dr. Robert Malone. It was a fucking three-hour interview. And this guy who he's interviewing invented the goddamn mRNA vaccine technology in the 80s. He didn't invent this vaccine. He invented the technology used in an mRNA vaccine. Okay? So... I don't think you can call the creator of something that we're using in large fucking global scale vaccination as fringe. Again, one of their tricks in the playbook. You need to discredit the source and not engage them on anything specific. That's a three hour interview. Can you just point to one thing that he said and then you could say, no, well, here's, the, here's the data. Here's the case. You know, fringe. That's another thing you're going to hear, right? You heard it from Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of fucking Canada. It's just a way to discredit and not have to take them seriously. You know, the, the, the trucker convoy, fringe minority. Well, that fringe minority is now in the capital city, pal, and they're not leaving to acknowledge them. This is the problem. When you just name call and you don't address shit, stuff gets bigger and bigger. And that's only done by people who are fucking lying or trying to protect themselves or hide something. Because if you were dealing in truths and what you thought was best, you would engage with anybody. You would talk about specifics. You wouldn't talk about their fucking character. You wouldn't talk about their profession. You wouldn't talk about them personally. You would talk about the content of what they said. But they don't do that. That's how you know it's bullshit. That's how you know it's a narrative. And that's especially when they're using all the same fucking buzzwords. Enough people say it, it's got to be true. That's how they do it. That's how they manipulate everybody. So again, misinformation. When you hear that, think difference of opinion. And if those people aren't willing to go into specifics on their differences and where the other person's wrong, then it's bullshit. I mean, if they were so concerned about it, they would debate it specifically if you're right it's easy it's so easy if i was convinced i was right about a subject and i had all the evidence and all the data to back it up i would relish the opportunity to talk to somebody who felt differently a to educate him b to leave the door open that i might be wrong and maybe learn something else but this the one thing you don't do is not have a conversation this is so childish we need to be able to see this and when you're listening to a media outlet that deals with this shit, turn it off. You're not getting anything beneficial out of it other than shitty talking points for you to go to repeat the shitty narrative to other fucking people. And again, we covered this in previous podcasts. You need to be careful with what you say. There are people that may look up to you, think you're smarter than they are. And if they hear you talk some stupid parroted talking point, that's how it grows. That's how that wave just the wave of consensus just keeps fucking going. Lastly, I wanted to address the little stats that they like to throw out about the unvaccinated versus vaccinated. They'll always use stuff like, oh, you're 10 times more likely, 100 times more. They, there's never any hard numbers, right? Because it's the statistics, you can make the numbers say whatever you want. But I just look, let's look at Massachusetts, you know, as of January 27th, 2022, 
real quick. The population of Massachusetts is 6,794,422 people. Okay, that's Massachusetts. As of January 27th, 2022, there are 2,377 patients hospitalized for COVID-19. Okay, so as of the 27th of January, 2,377 patients hospitalized with COVID. Out of those 2,377 patients, 1,191 were reported to be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 when they contracted it. That's fucking half. So I know they just told you it's 100 times more likely, 17 times more, whatever the fuck they say. When you look at the numbers, doesn't really pan out, does it? it? I mean, that's pretty close to 50 fucking percent vaxxed and unvaxxed. So what does that tell you? That tells you that the vaccines are not doing anything that they're supposed to be doing, right? If they were helping a little bit, wouldn't you see like a little bit of a, you know, a little less vaccinated people in these numbers? No, it's basically half. And just as a point of reference, in the 6,794,422 Massachusetts residents, there's 4,314 registered sex offenders. So let that sink in. There is 2,000 more registered sex offenders than there are COVID hospitalizations in Massachusetts as of January 27th, 2022. Side note. I'm pretty sure the 4,314 registered sex offenders don't have to show a sex offender passport when they go have fucking dinner. I'm just going to let that one sink in for a second. Okay? So, to sum up today, how to spot a narrative. When the lying talking points and the examples all use the same fucking example, that's how you do it. Right? Creates unity across a messaging. So when the CDC and the NIH say... Hey, vaccine deaths, you get hit by a car, that counts. Well, that's, they just kind of confirmed each other's story. Now you're walking around going, yeah, you can't trust the VAERS numbers. Fuck, man, get, get hit by a car. It's, it's muddying up the waters. The fact is, there's a lot of people that have been adversely affected by the vaccines. The fact is, this shit is not working how they said it was going to work. They keep pushing it, and that's all they're doing. And you need to be able to see that. Walensky just said these fucking <laughs> boosters help with all of the variants. How exactly do they do that? How does a booster that was formulated for two variants ago help with what we have now? A. And B, why the fuck do we need a booster for a common cold? It doesn't make sense. So start getting upset when they lie to you and start understanding that that's what they're doing. So you can stop listening to them. Start listening to the people that want to debate, that have the data, and that they're being smeared and called the fringes, and they're trying to be canceled. Why, do, why, why are we trying to cancel them? Because they don't want what they have to say to get out. Because again, if you were so worried about everyone's health and information, go on the show. Gets 11 million fucking views every time he does a fucking podcast. You want to fight misinformation? That's how you do it. You go on the number one rated show and you prove the guy wrong in front of his own fucking audience. Has anyone done that?
No. So if you're honest about combat, combating something you think is wrong, that's how you do it. Another reason you know it's bullshit. And then the news coverage. I mean, Jesus Christ with these people. They have no fucking shame. And all they're doing is projecting their own insecurities about the lies they have to tell. They know this doesn't make sense. They know it. But they got to keep going because they want that fucking paycheck. Hope everyone has a great day. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>